0: Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at www.yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled Evangelism. Sharing the Good News of Jesus Christ. Sharing the Good News of Jesus Christ. Promotional material reads like this. The Gospel of Jesus Christ is good news. Christ died for sinners. What better news is there to share? When we accept God's gift of his one and only son, we enter into a right and eternal relationship with God the Father. Sharing the gospel of Christ is not mechanical, argumentative, or combative, but rather lavished with the love that Jesus Christ has poured out onto us. Romans 1, Romans chapter 1, verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. That's the New International Version. What is your testimony of being pursued by the love of God? How did he gently usher you into his fold? When is the last time you shared your testimony? So evangelism, everyone enjoys hearing good news. Nowadays, it's a little limited if you listen to the radio and watch TV. I limit myself to taking in good news daily and leaving the rest of the not-so-good news for others to hear. I recently broke my ankle due to a nasty fall. I was taking in groceries that were in a box, not a bag. I twisted my ankle and fell on a tie rod, which is really just a two-by-four piece of wood, and that piece of tie rod swiveled. I heard a pop and hollered out in excruciating pain and said, Jesus, please don't let anything be broken. After unbearable pain and not being able to walk, I went to the urgent care. There I learned that I had broken my distal fibula. The urgent care doctor said I would be referred to an orthopedic surgeon. The moment I heard surgeon, I panicked. I prayed and asked God for the healing, for healing, his healing power. And if it's his will to allow me to avoid surgery, it is well with my soul. I did not want a metal plate, screws, or pins in my ankle. In my youthful days, I played sports and ran track. And I thought, hmm, I waited until now, well into my adulthood, at this age, to break something. Well, Moving forward, all is doing well. My ankle is healing nicely, and I don't need surgery. I am now able to bear weight on my left ankle and walk with crutches. I've retired the knee scooter. I shared with my sister after my last orthopedic visit that my ankle is healing well. One of my sisters said, ah, we need some good news. In the midst of the ankle-breaking journey, my nephew, the only child of my oldest sister, has died. We need some good news, echoed in my heart for days. It was good news and brought a smile to my face in the midst of the brokenness, sorrow, and pain that others may be feeling. Another testimony of my walk with God. The gospel of Jesus Christ is good news. Really, it's the best news that we will ever receive. His good news has everything to do with life here on earth and life eternal. But when we believers think of evangelism, most of us panic. Most Christians panic. They shy away from this purely misunderstood word. Does evangelism require action? Yes, it does. Does evangelism require talking to others? Yes, it does. Does evangelism allow you to share what you believe? Yes, it does. Does evangelism require a rehearsed script? No, it does not. And hear me on this, it does not. As believers, we can go about evangelizing with simplicity by sharing the love of God. So what must we do? Well, we want to give an answer for the hope that we have. And our testimony is a story of how God's love pursued us when we were still sinners. And his pursuit of us, because his love for us, resulted in our accepting and receiving Jesus Christ, his gift to us. We accept Christ as our Savior and Lord. Let's talk a little bit about some scriptures and, well, what is the gospel? When we talk about our testimony and the gospel of Jesus Christ, I read Romans 1.16 in the beginning where it says, I am not ashamed of the, the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to anyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. What is the gospel? Well, the gospel basically, in simplistic terms, is death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. In First Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 9, this is what it says. Verse 1 says, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. Verse 3 says, For what I received I passed on to you as of, as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Verse 4 says that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Verse 5 says, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. Verse 6 says, after that he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom were still living, though some have fallen asleep. Verse 7 says, then he appeared to James Then to all the apostles, verse 8 says, and the last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. Verse 9 says, for I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Now that's Paul, the apostle Paul that's writing this. So the gospel, in simplistic terms, is the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And in these passages I just read, according to the scripture. So why sh- why do we want to spread the gospel? Why should we? Well, the gospel of Jesus Christ is good news. We just talked about that. We need some good news today. That echoed in my heart, and I'm sure it res- it's a resounding uh, call for b- the positive as opposed to negative in many lives today. So in John three sixteen it says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Isaiah chapter twelve, verse five says, Sing to the Lord, for He has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. And then, in first John. Chapter four, verse 14, it says, and we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. And then in Acts chapter four, verse 12, it says, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. And then Romans 1.16 again says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. So when is the gospel effectual? So when, when is it applied? How does it apply to people who lived, and are living and will live? Well, the gospel is effectual for its past, present, and future, and especially now, because we live in the here and now. The person, place, and work of Christ is the present and future reality of the kingdom of God. Then the question is, where where should we spread the gospel? Well, go and proclaim the gospel everywhere. That's why we have missionaries who take it upon themselves to go into some of the remotest parts of the world to reach the indigenous people, to reach people who don't live the city life, to reach the people and share with them, share with them the love of God, the love of Jesus Christ, and what Jesus Christ did for us. He died for sinners. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20, which is also known as the Great Commission, says this. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20 says, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So we've talked about what is the gospel, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, according to the scriptures found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 9. Why spread the gospel? Well, we talked about it being good news, and we should go and just, you know, talk about, sing to the Lord and talk about the glorious things that he has done. John 3.16 says that he so loved the world, God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And then when is the gospel effectual? Well, past, present, and future. And I'm talking about especially now because given the things that are going on in the world today, in our own homes, in our families, in our communities, in our own states, in our own countries, there is a need for people to have hope. We need hope, and our hope is in Jesus Christ. And then where should we spread the gospel? Well, spread it everywhere. Proclaim the gospel everywhere. So that is sort of it in a nutshell, but I want to say that there will be a part two uh, in a couple of weeks. I'm going to talk about evangelism, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ again, but next time I will present a few scriptures that you can present to someone. If you have the opportunity to sit down and talk to them about what is in the Bible and what it does say about sinners versus saints and what Christ has done for us. But if you don't have scripture, if you don't have the scripture tucked in your heart, and you don't have you don't have it memorized. Then just share what Christ has done for you. Just share where you were before you met Christ and where you have uh, landed as a result of Christ becoming your Savior and Lord. It's that simple. And if you only know one passage, like John three sixteen, stick with that passage. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You don't have to be a biblical scholar. You don't have to be, you know, um, have memorized all of these passages and, and be able to spew them out of your mouth at any given thought. Just, just be yourself. Just say, this is how I was. This is where I am today. And the reason I am where I am today is because Jesus Christ, God's love pursued me. And in his pursuit, I came to know his son that he gave to me as his gift so that I can be in relationship. So in closing, all you have to do is share what Christ has done for you. If you were once a sinner and now you are saved, then you have a testimony. You can stick to that one scripture, like I said, that speaks to God's love, John 3.16. The person you are talking to may have legitimate questions. Answer the questions as best you can, but don't make up an answer. If you don't know the answer, tell them that you know someone who can answer their question. Don't drag people to church. Just encourage them to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not about the church building. It's not about going to church. It's about being in relationship with Christ. You don't have to be a Bible scholar, like I said, to share the gospel. All you have to do is rely on the Holy Spirit to give you the right words to say at the right time and to speak from your heart. Your personal experience can and will speak volumes. Share what you believe based on what you know and what you've experienced. And you'll be surprised how that can draw people in to want to experience what you have, to want to know more about what you have, to really begin to have that desire and that thirst and that hunger after who is this person, Jesus Christ, and how is it that God loves me. Sometimes experience is the best teacher. So, with that, I want to say next week we'll continue with part two and we'll talk about some scriptures that can help you show people in the Bible their need for a Savior. May God bless you and keep you and keep his face upon you and may his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you.